What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi. And we have a guest host today who's already hosted once, Dane Gifford. And today we're going to talk with Holly from Fuel in Motion. And as always, we're going to dig into things, all kinds of things health-related, all sorts of health information. And I just thought of this when I was talking to you. We're going to weed through terrible Health misinformation. Mm. That's going to be my new intro from now on. Yeah. It's constant. It yeah. I've only nailed it like two out of like 26 episodes. You're going to need a longer episode. Yeah. Right? I should be like everybody else where they just record it and just do it every time. But what's the fun in that? Right. Right. It's not fun. Right. Hi, Holly. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Oh. I'm here on a Monday. <laughs> so I just want to start with, because it's fascinating to me, like how'd you come up with the name Fuel in Motion? Fuel. Fuel in Motion. So... The business is divided in two parts and okay. one side's nutrition, feeding people. The other side is um, training, personal training, group fitness training, exercising. So fuel, I was constantly hearing myself tell my clients, fuel the body, fuel the body, fuel is food, it's your engine, got to keep it running the right way to do the things you want to do. So that stuck. And then in motion was the, you know, feed the body the right way. The body's going to move the right way and do the things you want it to do. So it just kind of fit. I love fuel in yeah. motion. <laughs> I love the idea of thinking about food as fuel. Right. Right. As opposed to Instead like. Instead of comfort. Yeah. Or yeah. the pleasure center of the brain, which is fine. Everybody it's likes fine. Cookie. There's a place for it. Yeah. Yeah. But not every day. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And thinking of it as fuel first. Right, fuel first. As opposed to the other way right. around. Exactly. You know, which is, I'm, I'm sure you know, yeah. people have a tough time transitioning oh, yeah. their own thought process. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a definitely a comfort source for a lot of people. So, you know, it's, they can eat the wrong way because of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so we can always, as usually we do, start from the beginning. Yeah. I'm really curious how you came up with the idea of, because I feel like it's a fairly novel idea to provide the fuel and the motion at the same time. At the same time. Right? So, but yeah. anyway, how did you kind of get in health and fitness? Like, how did you eventually get to running your own business? I'm really curious. Yeah. Um, gosh, I was 19 and it was early 90s. And it was taking a group fitness class in a gym and an instructor walked up and said, hey, you want to work for us? And I thought... <laughs> All right. <laughs> like so, normal thing, job offers. Okay. Happen just like that. I need a summer yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. So it just kind of went in there and um, fit. I love the way the body moves and just watching people kind of come in and reform, you know, their entire body and go back into the world and do things they've always wanted to do. And it was interesting. Got to, you know, got to work under a lot of great people that were looking at the body the same way I was and, um, nutrition the same way I was. And so just started learning. Was this here locally? Yeah. Um, and it was a little tiny gym on James Island. It's not even in existence anymore. Okay. I was home for the summer. And um, the owners of the gym were like, you know, crucial into kind of getting me into that. So then I went into the big gym setting and went into Life Quest. That was a big gym here. Oh, I remember but, Life Quest. <laughs> yeah. So I was there and I did group fitness. You know, that seemed to be the big thing then. Everybody did the yeah. step classes. And so that first group class, what what was that? No, I was thinking the same. Class. I was going yeah. Classes. So it was your typical aerobics class. You know, all the girls have leg warmers up to here <laughs> and crazy big hair and big earrings. Um, <laughs> they come in and do yeah. this class. And yeah, it was great. There wasn't a lot of guys. The guys always stayed in the weight room. So I was intrigued by that too. I kept looking over like, what are they doing? I mean, this is fun, but yeah. what are they doing? What were they doing in aerobics class back then? Like I can't even picture. Very dancey, yeah. very 
Jane Fonda. <laughs> so doing like, yeah, like you we know, have this, you know, exercise. Yeah. You do like like it's the YouTube like, videos we kind of laugh at now. Yeah, like fitness entertainment. Yeah, but it's funny so, because yeah. everybody dressed so crazy. Right. So it was, it was humorous looking back on it. I'm like, did you wow. break a sweat during those classes? Oh, yeah, I, I did. Some okay. of my women did not. Some of them did not <laughs> want to break a sweat. So they wanted to walk out fully made up, ready to go. I look like, you know, I had gone, you know, swimming, but yeah. And you had no so interest she, really in health and fitness for that. You kind of took this class and then, for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always stayed healthy, but not really for other people. No, never even really thought about it. Like didn't okay. cross my mind until I just said, yes, I was, it hit me in a right mood. I'm like, yes. That's cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you started there, went to Globo gym life quest. Wow, yeah. Life really quest. brings me quest. back. Right. So are you a Charleston native? Then, yeah, I am. Or? I grew up on James Island. Interesting. Yeah. Where'd you go to school? Um, first Baptist downtown okay. in an old, Carriage house in a three-story Charleston home. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Eve's a local. I'm not. I'm transplant, transplant. straight out of Montana. But yeah. yeah. I went to Bishop England. Oh, nice. My yeah. husband, his whole family went to Bishop England. Okay. You probably yeah. know some of the same you probably people. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. cool. So, okay. And Bishop so, England was downtown then. Oh, yeah. Of course. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Life Quest, I mean, there's got to be some sort of multiple pivot points that oh, yeah. got you to well, the Well, the weight room. Now. So, you know, back then, I feel like I don't know. And most of the women stayed with the group fitness. You didn't see a lot of women who weren't comfortable enough to venture into the weight room with the guys. And the guys at that time, like late eighties, early nineties were big and beefy. Yeah, pumping iron. Super tan. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. I mean, that is what that was. So if you yeah. were a girl, especially my size, walking in there, you got a lot of weird looks. Like, what are you doing? It's funny how much... You're going to need a note to come in here. <laughs> you're right. Gonna, you're going to need a pass. Yeah. A lot's pass. changed in the 80s. Right, right, right. Gender-wise <laughs> and everything else. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I thought, oh, I just kind of butted my way in there and started That's awesome. learning from all the beefy guys. You're like a trendsetter. Right? <laughs> Really was nobody. Yeah, yeah, no, not girl, not little girls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so got in there and learned a bunch and um, met up with a uh, with Frank Santangelo, who's a yep. physical therapist, mm -hmm. and um, did some work for him. To he had some group things that he would bring trainers in and try to take us a little bit to the next level and not make us quite so. You know, he would do some just, training. As a yeah, PT. he would. That's yeah, great. he would bring trainers in. And sadly enough, I don't remember what the groups were called because that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he would do some stuff. And because there was this, there's always been a gap, I think, between therapists and trainers. And I always thought, I feel like everything you could work together really well, but there's, there's always been this huge ditch between them. And there was no referral, I don't think. I shouldn't say no, but not a lot of referral between the two. Still a problem now. It so is. I mean, and I think fix, I, you, you just know? don't yeah. feel comfortable or you're not sure whatever. And so anyway, he tried to bridge that, I think, a little bit just to see, mm -hmm. you know, if, if y'all would maybe try things this way, then maybe more therapists would be okay with it. Or, you know, you know trainers, get a, trainers get a rap for pushing to the edge, I think, a little bit. And not hurting people intentionally, but maybe doing some things in a way that they could have done differently. Um, so I think learning from physical therapists is a good thing. And mm -hmm. that's kind of where I started really, I don't know, learning more about the body. Yeah. It's so almost, it I was, feel, it was cool. Yeah. Was, I really feel like it's almost the other way around is just as helpful now because I know a lot of strength conditioning coaches, personal trainers, mm -hmm. would put them in fitness professionals, a lot of health professionals, PTs could learn way more from you from guys and like, <laughs> it's almost been reversed now in right. a way. I mean right. medical knowledge aside but just like it's for sure about body and motion right like unfortunately you know our profession and if you listen to this po podcast you hear me say a hundred times is that we um are almost like fear mongers at this point as opposed to my new word movement optimists oh there you go you know oh, where we're just like hey we can move in multiple different ways and our body can adapt Right. Like a lot of times PTs aren't very educated on what the body right. can there's do. There's only with... one way to do a motion. And usually there's more. Yeah. Or there's this most, <laughs> most effective or not effective, this really, really safe way. And that's the only right. way to and do it. Right. And that's the only way to do it. Yeah. If yeah. you go outside these lines, your chance of injury are super high. Like right. those ideas are being challenged all yeah. the time. Yeah. So no, man, trends that, that a lot. Yeah. yeah. In so many ways. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then that, then that brought me to resorts. So we had Kiowa Resort, Wild Dunes, 
and it was the Omni place. It was Omni Charleston, and now it's Charleston Place. Hotel. Now it's changed again, by the way. Has Belmont. it? Yeah. Belmont. Really? Yeah. I'm so behind the times. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Just recently. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So those three hired me to build their aerobics program. They had like trainers and one-on-one thing in the normal resort gym, but they didn't have like a group setting where people felt comfortable enough to do classes and things. So I went into those and did that for a while, um, which was fun. It was interesting going from the big gym to the resort gyms. Very different. Um, different clientele, I'm sure. Totally different clientele. You got a lot of, um, you know, Barbara Streisand would walk in and at the, <laughs> the Omni. Like, yeah. Hey, Barb. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Not I'm really. Sure. I'm standing there like this more yeah. like it, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> try not to look like this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. It was fun. That was fun for a while. Um, and then really started wanting to do the one-on-one training. So I kind of just dwindled away from classes and that's what I like the most. It's fun to do classes. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I can do it blindfolded. It's fun, but it's nice to build the relationship, the one-on-one and get people and really figure out what they're trying to achieve. Versus what they're saying they're trying to achieve. <laughs> Usually they're really different. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that was my next question. You kind of answered it, but I know we can dig deeper as why was that transition so important to you? Yeah. I really think it's the relationship. You can't love 500 people <laughs> the way you can love maybe 30, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I use the word love. You do build a relationship with your clients. Absolutely. You have to. And I always tell new trainers that come aboard or try to come aboard. I'm like, you can have all the credentials in the world, but if you can't build a relationship with that person, you're not going to survive in the business. I don't care how well read you are. You're just not. So um, that's one thing that I learned over the years watching, you know, people in the really good trainers, they knew, you know, the kids, the dogs, Aunt Sue was sick and did it. They know all that about their clients. And, you know, they would text, not text. They didn't text back then, but <laughs> now you text your client. Send a telegram. I don't right. Know. You called on the big bag <laughs> phone. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. You sent a raven out to, you know. Wow. So, um, yeah, right, 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 right. So, you know, I'm the trainer that texts you throughout the week just to see how you're doing. Not even to really address what I'm going to address later in the week, but just to say hi, just to, and that's important. People need to feel that they're not just a um, number. Absolutely. You're not walking into Planet Fitness with 40,000 other people and you're just a number and then are not really an issue if you don't ever come back again. There is an issue if you don't show back up at Fuel, you know? So we want to know how, how people are doing. So yeah. I think that was the one-on-one thing. And I love that. Love that part of it. I've had clients for over 10 years. And for trainers, that's a pretty good statistic you know usually they're in and out in and out they're not in and out i maybe have probably 20 percent that come to me for a specific goal like a short range goal i need to go from here to here then they'll leave for a while and then they'll come back well now i want to go from here to here but the rest the 80 percent they've been around for a long time yeah i feel like it's a far cry from what's happening now in the healthcare and the fitness world where it's Get as many people as you can into your office. Right. Hopefully you can capture a small percentage of them. Right. And then it just keeps, you know, it's yeah. you more don't have, a numbers game. Yeah. And, and you don't have game. the time to build that relationship that needs to hurt if it has to separate. You know, mm. I always say that if somebody has to move or whatever, you need to see the pain on their face. <laughs> it's hurting me that we got to break up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's no, good. It's a good visualization. It's, no, it's great. How much it should mean to people. Yeah, it should. And they're like, I'm never going to. I have a client right now. He just had to move to Delaware. So he moved back up north and he is struggling. He's like, I can't find someone. I was like, because you're not ready to look for someone yet. That's part of the problem. You're not ready to fully Still break got, the cord. Right, right. <laughs> you two know, more, so I'm sending him video, right? So I'm sending him video, which is probably not helping at all of, uh, you know, exercises. Well, that. that's what we're trying. He's like, just try it. Let's be a yeah. guinea pig. I'm like, I'll give it a whirl. I'm not yeah. sure. It's not something that I've done before, but so he's my guinea pig for that. Yeah. Kind of funny, but he's not willing to take the bandaid off yet. That's funny. That's when you know you have a That's when you, yeah, you got that good relationship. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's, that's building block what we talk about in our practice. And when I talk about other PTs, again, another really amazing analogy between fitness professionals and physical therapists and health professionals is, is you, I feel like you have to build that relationship in order to get, again, in my opinion, the best outcome 
Oh, without a doubt. And you agree? Did you, did you, yeah. did you see oh, a difference a in outcomes? Oh, after? yeah, because yeah. you're you're more invested. They're more invested. You're more invested. So you're going to go above and beyond for each one, you know, rather than just the minimum. You know, here's what we're supposed to do, but why can't we go to here? So, you know. Getting them invested is the hard part, I feel like. But once you get invested. Then they're in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you almost extend that olive branch by being just as you know, which is a little scary. <laughs> right. You know, I don't know about yeah. you, but I'm, I've invested in multiple patients oh, and yeah. I've only been rejected and like that hurts a little bit. It does. You have to yeah. be used to that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, ripping the band-aid off. Just right. do it fast. I've never been fast, rejected. Fast, make it pink. So I don't know. Oh, so <laughs> Dane's never been rejected in his life. So he just doesn't know. Yeah. Yes, man. Yeah, right. Definitely been He's rejected. Yes, man. More, more than enough. <laughs> yeah what well, does teach you that. yeah absolutely if you're not like facing thinking, rejection mm -hmm. or or mm -hmm. obstacles then you're not really learning right and you also get to the realization you can't help or please everybody that walks through your door i mean there are certain people i think that you're not either meant to help because they're going to be linked with someone else something there's you know or you just you can't please everybody i think that's a hard thing too is you want to be the end all be all for each person and you put too much pressure on yourself. And I think sometimes that's a little tough too, because you have to be realistic. Mm -hmm. You know, when somebody who's mm -hmm. 350 pounds wants to lose a hundred pounds in the first two weeks and I'm their person they're coming to, I'm like, we're going to have to resize <laughs> those expectations. Sit down and we're going to take a breath and yeah. talk about this a little bit. Yeah. So you so. mentioned how you reach out <laughs> via text and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, maintain those relationships what's like the biggest i guess impact that you have you know what's the one action that you take with your clients that you think has the biggest impact you know like what if you're talking to trainers or other pts and saying like you need to do this in order to build that relationship is there one thing um you know within each well it's kind of twofold for me so one's a physical thing and i think one's more an emotional thing because they're both tied i don't know about physical therapy but sometimes I feel like maybe my sign should be, I don't know, not feel, I can't even think, feel in motion for the training and then flip it over and maybe I need a couch and we're going to take some notes and I'm going to, you're going to tell me about how bad your day was. Yeah. I don't know if physical therapists get that. Trainers get that. People come in and it's almost like an emotional release to tell you things that they probably wouldn't tell an yeah. average person. We learned some of that in school a lot of time. Yeah. Yep. So they're getting two different things from you, a physical thing and an emotional thing. Anyway, going back to that. So the physical thing, I think each time is pushing them past with every time pushing them past their comfort zone to me, every time is crucial. Like if you just give them things, if I just give my clients things that I know they can do and not let them fail at a couple of the things I don't get as good of the results aren't as good. So you feel like if you have, you have to go out of your comfort, comfort zone a you've little gotta, bit, you've got to follow your workout, every single workout. They need to fall on their face, not literally, but fall on their face at least once. But then I'm giving them five things that they're going to nail and they're going to feel on top of the world. And then one thing that's going to bring them back down and be like, Hmm. I got some more work to do because <laughs> that's how I approach my workouts. If I don't fall flat at least once, hmm. How many people do you think do that though? Well, not by themselves, but that's if, you have, saying, a, if you have a trainer, thing. if you have yeah. a trainer, you're going to do it. Such a great mindset. Right? So that's mind. the physical part. The emotional part can be something as easy as making sure I touch my clients, literally physically touch them while I'm talking to them at least once or twice. And that's always weird. And I know with... I mean, y'all, y'all are touchy more, but sometimes with trainers, you walk that fine line of, you can't be too touchy, obviously, but with me, it's just the body and that's it. And I don't think about it, but touching the shoulder, touching the hand, when you're saying something, looking directly at them, and it's something that does not pertain to exercise, or you may be complimenting them on their hair, mm -hmm. the way they look today. My gosh, you know what? You look great. You know, you did great last week. How was that dinner with your new husband, whatever it is, but make sure that I touch the physically touch them. That's another thing that seems to, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's a good mm -hmm. point. You consciously that do line. that. I unconsciously do it now. But, but used to consciously, consciously do that. Consciously like to make like, myself hey, do it. Yeah. To build this bridge. Yeah. Right. And there's yeah. a way to do it. There's a way to do it. That's In a non right way. way. Right. <laughs> and then there's a way. <laughs> there's a cheesy the way. Yeah. And then there's a, a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. So there's, I don't know, those are the two things that, yeah, you can't be afraid to, because I've seen trainers literally stand 10 feet away from their clients and train yeah. their clients at that distance because they're scared of bodily contact and things. I'm like, i to bridge that gap real yeah. fast. Mm -hmm. Even the comfort zone thing, like sometimes in my rehab sessions, I, I'll have an honest moment. Like sometimes I'll do stuff that they're just good at the whole time. And that's not a good, like, I love what you said. Like just at least one bit. thing from a PT standpoint, that definitely makes sense because a, you want to show that the patient's making progress. Right. So you give them stuff they're good at, but at the same time, Hey, you're not where you need to be just quite yet. Right. So here's an exercise or an assessment. Well, and you always want them to you. grow, right? Mm -hmm. You always want them to grow and you don't want them to stay stagnant the whole time. They can stay stagnant on their own. I feel like so. You yeah. got to show them that value. Little, mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to give Gentle. them a nudge. Mm -hmm. A lot of people won't do that themselves. Oh no. Yeah. No, I don't think I would do that myself. I'm going to have to be led down that dark hallway. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> I don't know, though. I, because I think if you start to apply that in other places, whether it's being an entrepreneur or a yeah. trainer or an athlete, I think that it carries over, right? Just doing things that you're uncomfortable well, with. Well, you do, this, you do yeah. this first Monday morning. I hit my Monday morning with the stuff. I'm like, oh, just do this first. Get it done. Get it done. What do they say? Eat the crow. We'll do something. That's Whatever it. you got to do. Eat, yeah. the Eat the frog. Eat the frog first. Because yes. then the rest of the week, it's you're fine. good. So you can't apply it to everything. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah, you got to step outside yeah. and be uncomfortable. That's why I like working out in the morning. It's just like, you know, do, do some it. intense workouts or lift some heavy things. Yeah. Like, nothing is going to be as hard as what I just tried to do. Right. So it's all <laughs> right. The hill after right. This. I say that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. <laughs> So just to circle back yeah. to the to the concept, because I'm just really curious that how did that concept come together? Like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna, so, you know, obviously it's a concept that we both know everybody in this room that, you know, nutrition without motion and motion without nutrition there, yeah. among other things, but those two things go hand in hand. Yeah. Big time. Big and time. A lot of people don't realize how much. They go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with me is getting older. So when I was in the twenties and thirties, I felt like it was a little easier. You can eat more of what you want and not really think about it. And I could go run or, you know, do a class or whatever. No big deal. No mm -hmm. changes. I'm fine. Yeah. Wouldn't and affect performance. At yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, it does. It does when I look back on it, you know, eating a big bowl of fried chicken and macaroni and cheese and then going and trying to do whatever I'm going to do the next morning. It did affect me, but age was on my side. So mm -hmm. it didn't affect me to the extent that it does now. So I think age was part of it and noticing how food really affects you. What you ate the night before affects your workout the next day and starting to really feel that myself and then applying that to what my clients were doing. And I was constantly hearing like everybody, gosh, if I could just have you cook for me, you know, if I could just have, I thought, mm, do I want to cook for you? I'm not so sure I want to cook for you, but I did. And I had four clients um, that kept saying it to me over and over again. This was years ago. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to cook for you. I'm going to set you up for the week. I'm going to cook all of your meals because they just couldn't get it. They couldn't get what I felt like was common sense. Mm -hmm. They just couldn't make the connection with what they needed to be eating throughout the week. Um, and again, I think food was more comfort. Food was more social and comfort. Um, so it was one just breaking through that, but I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do it for you. So I would cook and that added on more hours to my day. And I thought there's got to be a company that's doing this. So then I started researching other companies, um, but everything was frozen. And it was the frozen meals that they shipped to you maybe once or twice a week. And, um, you know, I said, that's not really what I want. I want fresh each day for them. I want them to understand the whole process of getting the fresh food, preparing it, you know, putting in the oven, warming it up. It's already done. Anyway, long story short, there wasn't anyone that was doing that. So I thought, well, I'll do this for y'all. And they told a few people. And then suddenly I was doing it for four clients and 10 strangers. And then those 10 strangers told 10 people. And then suddenly, you know, I'm cooking till 2 a.m. in the morning after working all day. And I thought, mm, this isn't working. This isn't how I thought this was going to, you know, play out. So um, my husband and I, who was in the middle of transitioning between two jobs, and he loves to cook. His whole family loves to cook. And he thought, you know what? I'll help you. Let me just do this for a little bit and um, I'll take the load off of you. And then we had to have the conversation. Where are we going with this? We either need to stop and not do it because we were doing this out of our home and it was getting crazy. I felt like I was running a commercial kitchen, you know, out of our house. And 
So anyway, we started looking at all of it and I thought, you know what, let's do this. Let's do it and see where it goes. Cause I couldn't find what was going to make me happy to turn my clients on to. So I said, let's try it. And so we formulated, um, dish it healthy was the name of the company. And that was just food related. It was for anybody it had nothing to do with fitness. If you were to pull it up online, you'd had no idea that it was, you know, there was a fitness component to it. I kept them both very separate, but it was just to provide a healthier option in a convenient manner for local people, you know? So we put a website together and threw it out there and suddenly we needed a delivery driver and suddenly, and so it just kind of bulldozed us to where we're like, okay, well, let's maybe talk to some people and see if we can, you know, get somebody to say, Hey, this is a good idea and back us and let's open something up and see how it goes. That's what we did. That's a cool story. Yeah. So then I was able to make it when that, that site became available. That was a kiteboarding. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a kiteboarding, skateboarding um, place, just a big warehouse. And I was just walking by one day because we were training out of um, Biolympic physical therapy. We were down there. I was just walking one day to Rifle Range Road and was like, oh, look at here. I was like, this place is open. It's vacant. So I made the phone call and done. Right there on Seaside Farms. Right there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we can house both of them under one roof. Because that had always been the goal. I was like, what if we could just put both of them? One, convenience for us. So we weren't running back and forth. But two, it just made sense. And then put the two components together where people could understand, oh, the food and the fitness. Oh, my gosh, this relates, you know. So you have a commercial kitchen. Big commercial, just like you every other restaurant. personal training studio. Yep. And, and then have... a cafe okay. in the front. Okay. Well, you yeah. Can... So you can come in and get breakfast and lunch and sit down and just eat and then pick up your dinner to go. And then we also have the online meal delivery service. So that's a whole separate menu and changes weekly. And people, people I don't even know that just order for the convenience of it. And it, almost some of it's secondary. Like the healthy part is like, oh my gosh, and it's healthy. They're going to bring it to my door and little bonus that it's healthy. Yeah, in this world of Amazon, where eventually drones are going to right know, drop off. Beep. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a drone that be, yet, I don't. Or? I don't. Maybe next year. Okay. Another <laughs> Maybe next year. Right. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. So, do they grow kind of independently, or like like when someone walks into Fuel Emotions, like? all right, I'm here. What do I do now? Like, right. I'm just curious how you, how does that all kind of fit together? Right. So a lot of people walk in the cafe side because they're hungry and they see the sign out there that says wraps or whatever, salads. Are you movies. still cooking too? Or is there, I do not cook. Okay. We have three other people that cook. Okay. Yeah. My husband being one of them, he still cooks. And then we have two other people that help them. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and that was nice too, getting out of the kitchen. Um, <laughs> so you walk in and usually the food component brings them in and then they look over here. So I left it open. I did um, kind of a half wall and then there's an opening without a door because I want people to be curious and peek their head around and go, hey, what's this? So um, then they'll, you know, usually they ask, you know, about 75% of the people ask for information on it. And then, you know, some of them may follow through, some of them may not, but at least plants that seed. Like your own lead generation mm -hmm. right there. In yeah, their head, the plants standpoint. that seed. And if they're not ready yet, but they still have that seed in their head, like, wow, that's right here. Yeah. And I can get food too. And it goes the other way, I'm assuming. As it well. goes the other way as well. Yeah. I mean, inevitably, you know, a lot of the athletes that come through there, like, oh man, starving. And then they always, right. they're ecstatic that there's something next. I can't to drive it. by the place now without stopping and getting food. <laughs> getting <so>. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's good. And then the, on the fitness side, we, um, the fitness side that I think, I don't know, differentiates us a little bit from other training studios. I tried to get, and I know Dana and I were talking about this some different groupings of like-minded people that were just approaching it a little bit differently. So we have Ann Moore who's doing the total cyclist. And then she's also my triathlon trainer, triathlete trainer. And the best. And we're going to get her on here. Boop, I know. I You're going to have to use your sensor and leaper a lot, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, she's great. Okay. She's yeah. great. So, um, and Anna, I've worked together for years. So it was a natural fit. We actually left one training studio and I looked at her and I'm like, you following me? And she's like, 
Yep. Who's coming so, with? Right? So that Jerry was it. I'm like, I'm getting ready to jump off the cliff. You want to yeah. jump? And of course, she'd she's, be one to she's do it. in yeah. for anything. Yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. one second of thought and then just jumped with me. So, but she's been good. And then I have Lisa Havens who does pole inversions fitness, which I knew nothing about. I was like, you want to put what in here? <laughs> you know? Yep. So, but it's a whole different clientele that would never walk in my door ever. You know, and so when I started looking at it, I was like, it does make sense to offer something health related to make it a fit for someone. You know, Lisa's clients are never going to train with me. And I'm very aware of that. Like, I I think I scare some of them, but they scare me, too. You scare (laughs) some of them. Why? um, I think they're. Yeah, I don't know. You get this. Every trainer that I have has a little rap so you know we've got cheryl who's the sweet patient trainer who's you know she's just sweet cheryl and she does a lot of the rehab and um you know after surgery clients and she's so good with that and i'm i'm good with that and i can be it's not my passion it's not what i love to do and so um what do you love to do push people out of their comfort zone. <laughs> Give us, Remember? Yeah, that's right. That's the elbow right there. The shot. Well, you know, I mean, my pastime are Spartans and Tough Mudders. So yeah. I think some of that goes into my training mm-hmm. philosophy as well. What are some of the exercises that you use in order to push people out of their comfort zone? It depends on the person because everybody's got their Do you have some go-tos? set like of fears. Sled pushes. Right. Come to mind in my head. Sled pushes. Um, anything that involves hanging always freaks people out too for some reason hanging like hanging from a bar for some reason and doing something else with their body while they're hanging that always gets people a little sure amped up like the monkey bars they probably like yeah i know i saw a lot well it's funny and some people well some people are good with falling and some people are really fearful of falling like you're literally two feet your feet are two feet off the ground where are you gonna go you're just gonna land on your feet but it's the whole finding out what kind of makes them a little bit, gosh, you cross that barrier with them and then they feel like oh, yeah. I can take on the world today. I love that you do hanging. That was on a recent podcast, hanging, which hasn't published yet. We've talked a lot They're about so hanging good. and shoulder health and how yeah. important that is. Yeah. And really Grip just- strength. Trying to open up a jar of pickles that my husband put the lid on my <laughs> gosh, that foul language that I use so, <laughs> hanging house with that just yeah. grip strength alone yeah. and we know <laughs> it's crazy what, that is one of the most closely associated things to longevity and health is your actual grip strength isn't you know? that crazy and, being and well, you can look at people as they age yeah. and they can't yeah mm-hmm. as I'm trying to open the pickles and yelling so, yeah it's a huge predictor of general strength right you know yeah oh that's good to know and now we got our prescription medications in the once a day like little baggies that are already pre right uh, that you don't pre perforated <laughs> right so you, you don't, don't have, have to, to stress at anymore. all i know i know because you think about it it's perfect segue we live in a world where we're everything around us is trying to minimize effort mm-hmm. and minimize movement. stress yeah. minimize movement minimize getting out of your comfort zone yeah. everywhere right like yeah i can click something and buy something like it's yeah. as easy as possible yeah. something like the other day something didn't go go my way that my everything fell apart i'm like why am i getting so irritated it's about this one thing yeah like a t- like uh the apple tv didn't work it right drove me crazy right and I don't, you know right and no it's because we're so used to that quick we gotta have it now we've gotta yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. why it's so important to train, I think, yourself physically. Yeah. And like you said, Gary, yeah, yeah. do things yeah. that you don't like to do. I mean, yeah, there's, and it's nice for your trainer to know the exercises you absolutely despise because mm-hmm. they're going to make you do those every single time to the, to suddenly they're like, meh, no big deal. Yeah. And then you move on to something else. Yeah. And I think that's such a good point for people listening that if you're not a training out of your comfort zone and that, and I feel like for a lot of let's call them some of these high intensity athletes, whether it's a CrossFitter or mm-hmm. Tough Mudder or whatever. Um, I feel like that's not just training out of comfort zone as I'm getting super tired. For a lot of times for athletes like that, it's doing something different. Yeah. Like doing more mobility. Right. Or maybe going to do some like low functional training. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're used to hydration, like cycling. Right. Because you're so used to, you're so used to do just something else. that is not what you're good at. Like mm-hmm. if you look at a workout and you're like, I'm not going to do that workout today. I'll skip today. And I'm mm-hmm. like, probably you should do that workout. I try to do at least one of those a week. Or oh, yeah. 
I'm kind of iffy on that one. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, like, like, I, don't, oh. I don't like it. I yeah. just would rather, you know, I'd rather run. Right. Know, I don't want to lift anything. Because you get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And no, I lift heavy way. things, so I make sure I lift heavy things because I'm just, yeah. I'm not good at it. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. I'd much rather just go run 10 miles. Just right. Just my body. Well, that's me. And yeah. that's where we like doing the Spartan races. And I think that's probably why I like them because it does push me to lift the Atlas ball that weighs more than I do. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't pick this thing up. And it makes me so That's angry. why you and Nate get along. That's Just the whole odd object strong man <laughs> He's stuff. like, lift this. I'm like, yeah. I can't lift it. Yeah. yeah. No, but just doing that. And I think brain-wise, it gives you this little mm in your brain where suddenly you take that momentum and that it's like the endorphin rush. And you take that and you apply it to whatever you do in the rest of the day. You know, mm-hmm. so it's nice. It's yeah. really nice. Yeah, kind of bleeds in. It does. Business. I mean, obviously, it you, does. you've gone off on your own, which is very, very scary for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And and should be. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> and should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you saw that when I put on Facebook. There's literally this guy jumping off of a cliff into this giant wave. And I was like, that's what. That's what starting your own business entrepreneurs feels. do daily. Yes. Yeah. Just, just jump oh, my gosh. First. Yeah. But I feel like you probably can contribute and you can tell me, I know I can, to my fitness regimen and how I kind of push myself out of my comfort zone really helps me push myself not only in my personal life, but in my business life. Right. That stuff, that stuff just, right. it's all related. It bleeds it over. Is. Oh, it totally bleeds over. Yeah. And everybody's like, why do you do these? And like, it just, it helps everything else kind of stay in line. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see that you can physically push suddenly you can mentally push through something. So there's, yeah, there's yeah. definitely ties to it. Cause it's definitely. really mental, right? Oh. Physically we're capable of it. Yes. Like, it's know, totally mental. It's like one just, more sled push. Right. Like, oh You're like, God. I've got this. I've got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My lungs are burning. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My left lung is just self combusted. Yeah. Other than that, That's okay. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Do one more. Right. One yeah. more. I've got one more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, they, it's good. The, I read something else and it was, I don't know how true this is. Maybe one of those like just on the internet thing, but it was from some Navy SEALs. And it's like, you can usually push yourself to about 60% of your capacity, but that means there's 40% still there, still there, you know, so crazy, you know, and I'll say what's the other day, like think how people do in competitions, right? You know, if they're not used to competitions, I did an event called uh barbell for boobs where mm-hmm. you do a workout, boobs, yeah. right. For breast, uh, yes. breast cancer. Yes. Rest. And multiple people set PRs and workouts, like big personal records. And it's just because it's like in a place where you have some adrenaline Mm -hmm. and like, and they didn't look that tired either. It wasn't like they were just done for the day. It's just because like, you just have your body super focused and Oh, it is capable. It is capable. And each year I think I do want like this year. Well, I'm a, I'm a runner, but runner recently, um, long distance. I've always been like, Oh, let's get to that point really fast, fast as we can. And then mm. I'm okay. Then I'm done. But the long distance thing was my way out of the comfort zone. So I started with half marathons and now I, I do those. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That's not out of my comfort zone anymore. So I'm training and that's where Anne comes in. She's helping me, pushing me. Like she gives sh- sharp jabs to the side, but she's <laughs> pushing me. I can see that. Right. Yeah. She's just what I need, but she's pushing me, um, to do a full. So I'm doing the full in December. Oh, so wow. She has me every week on my running, you know? And so I was in the mountains this past weekend with friends and doing the fun girls trip. I was like, okay, y'all go have fun. I'm going to go run 12, you know, miles in the hills. That's where you're at right now. You're at 12. I'm at 12. So next week is 14. How far are you going 16. up? 16. I, ha- I told her, I was like, I really just want to run the 26 before I run the 26. She was like, terrible idea. I know. That's okay, what she glad. said too. But I was, I was hoping we agreed on yeah, that. Yeah, no, sure. you do. You agree. So okay. I'm, I'm getting to at least 20 just because I have to. And then sure. I back off. And then I do some, you know, some nice things for my body just before I run it into the ground in December. Okay. Yeah. It's just a lot but of wear I need, and tear. I know. But if I just, you can run 18, you can run. I think I got what, to 18. I know. Like, I'm gonna have to do the twenty, the yeah. extra two. I mean, there's a just, again, mental aspect is huge, huge, right? And if your body holds up, yeah, that's usually a thing. Is yeah, you're running that many mileage, that um, much mileage every. And day. I just want to do it once. Yeah, like I was like, I oh, you're gonna get the bug. No, I'm not. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna check it off. And it was on my bucket list before fifty. Yeah, I'm the same way. So I'm like, it, I'm gonna it, halves. I love. I sign up for half marathons all the time. Yeah, it's just enough pain to make me feel alive. I did one. Yeah, <laughs> one full. One I don't full. see me doing it. And everybody's like, oh, you. Mm-mm. Yeah. The wear and tear, knees and back and just, I don't know. Yeah. 
I like to do some other stuff and not just wear myself out with that. But yeah. I'm going to do one. It is fun to have a new challenge. I'm gonna, it is. I'm going to try to um, start doing some free handstands, some handstand walking, and stuff like that. So yeah, somebody's going to program some stuff for me. Nice. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram. Do, I, yeah, I was like, give me a program 20 minutes, three times yeah. a week, just so I can start. Like I can try. I could probably hold a handstand decent, but like I want to do it really, really well. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it. So. Yeah, just an, again, new challenge. It is a new challenge. Move your body in a different way. They're yeah. doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu here now. And I was like, oh, yeah. I got to get into that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Move body in different ways. Okay. I know. Um, so the mm-hmm. question that we kind of ask everybody, mm-hmm. right? So what is your definition of health, healthy person, if you had to give it? No, fuel emotion. I know fuel emotion. So or I, just your personal one. I mean, you know. Yeah, my like personal right one that, you know, if. I feel like when I look at people, it's not a size thing. It's not a, you have to have, you know, you're beefy. You're, it's not that. It's more of an overall health. You have an overall awareness of what you're putting in and what your expectations are of your body. But being able to do what you want to do at whatever age, if you're healthy, you can do that. And that's so, it, I mean, being healthy, I think, has so many components you know, there's doctors involved. There's, like I said, the good food, there's fitness. Um, but taking that person, whatever age they are, and they want to do this within reason, you know, obviously it's a, a within reason thing. If they're healthy, they should be able to do that. So I don't know. That's how I look at somebody who is healthy. Mm-hmm. They're doing all the little things that they need to be doing in order to make that happen. That one thing happen. Yeah. So I like that a lot. It's very similar to mine. It's just like being able to, if you're in your environment, you will be able to do whatever you want in your environment without limitation. Right. Within reason. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you know, I look at, I look at people that I graduated with and they look 10 years older. Not look, it's more act. They physically look 10 years older and it's sad. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And you can change that. That's the bottom line. You literally could change that. Like, yeah. But I think if you get complacent with that, then suddenly, you know, you're 58 and not 48. And then what? Then you can't get off the floor when you're sitting down without putting your hands down. Again. You can't just get up off the floor. Why? I mean, that's one of the things I have. That's another thing, an exercise that I feel like tells you a lot about a person's ability is to put them on their knees, no hands. And I just need you to stand up. You just keep like multiple studies I've read. So there's another one. Right. It's, I'm going to show can, the hanging one too. So what's this one? Can you, if you can get up off the floor without using using your hands, yeah. you have a much longer lifespan. So I period. Yeah. So I like, started. So then these older yeah. aging adults, 50s, 60s, yeah. 70s, they can't literally cannot. No, I know, know. Off the floor. It's and sad. It's supposed to be, and they think that's normal, it's and normal. it's not normal. Not like, you know, yeah. How can we? And yeah. then they go to the gym, and they do exercises that probably aren't helping something like that. They're not. Right? Like you're on right. the elliptical or like, right. is that going to help you get off the floor? Never. No. <laughs> it's never. Maybe is it healthy for your heart and like, yeah, you know, sure. internally? Sure. sure. But is that never going to help you get off yeah. the floor? Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. underrated. And you have clients that have had both knees redone. They're getting off the floor without using their hands. They're in their seventies. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, it doesn't necessarily have to be pretty. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. It can be a little scary. I'm like, Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. but then they're up and I'm like, yes, it's yeah. such a big thing. For something so simple that you would take for granted. And when you show yeah. them that, they become very aware of, yeah. wow, yeah. i got to make yeah. a couple of changes. The awareness thing you said was huge. is something that I should start writing these down and accumulating. Mm-hmm. But like being aware of your own awareness of yes. your environment and oh, yeah. of your body is yeah. a big part of being healthy too. There's yeah. certain people who literally are not aware. At they all. get in yeah. and they're – and not probably not because they choose to be. They literally are – typically I would think in denial. Yeah. Right. And just yeah. have gone so deep and think they just well, can't get, get out. Yeah. You get this complacent is my status quo. with where you are and you get complacent with feeling pain that you shouldn't fail, feel every day. Cause again, the body's amazing. It can just keep going. Like it's, it's, it's right. Pretty, you know, yeah. In a, they, in a good way. And then sometimes in a bad it's way. It, it is. You know, yeah. Some people who can. Yeah. I think there's another component there too. When we talk about like people working towards a goal, like, you know, the fitness is being able to do whatever you want to be able to do. And then we talk about longevity, right? Making sure that I can continue to do that into whatever age I I get to. Right. But then I also think about people that are are, uh, like the people in this room, you two as entrepreneurs, 
so busy. You take so much time out of your life to do and work for and, 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 you know, everything you do on a daily basis to sometimes it's just making sure that, um, I'm working towards my health and, uh, the bare minimum kind of aspect of this is what fitness is with all the craziness that is my life. I have this little bedrock or, or, you know, whatever that's enough to keep me until I can get to a point to sign up for a race or, or right. whatever. And it's, right. it's, it's, you know, kind yeah. of like base. Just it is your foundation. You know? yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Are you ready for some spitfire? What is Spitfire? Spitfire questions that I'm just going to bam, bam, bam. He's going to say the first thing that comes to your your brain. Mm, that could be dangerous. Sure. Well, All right. We live dangerously around here. Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so on the edge. <laughs> All right. What are you best at? Agility. Just climbing up something really crazy like a spider monkey you you well, and my ridiculous. you and my six-year-old but awesome. i just love it yeah mm -hmm. you two can go climbing together mm -hmm. i'd love it we're going to coastal climbing gym mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. week I want to i'm terrible at climbing i love climbing terrible it's, i just like yeah. <laughs> literally that's awesome <laughs> i love it what do you suck at there's such a long list. Oh, no. Oh. I'm sure there's not a long list. Pick one thing. What do, what do I suck at? What do I generally suck at? Pull-ups? Okay. You, that's, that seems so yeah, opposite, I know. but I love it. Pull-ups. Yeah. You can climb. I can climb. I can pull up. They're ugly, and I can't do a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I fair suck enough. at those. Okay, fair enough. What is the number one thing the public should do to maintain their health and fitness? You know, I'm going to go back to functional training, training, you could do some sort of training where it's the normal body movements, learning, becoming aware of your body and how it moves, like the functional type of training. If I had to pick one thing, I mean, I love the CrossFit, so I love all that stuff. But if you're just doing one thing, I think that type of training is the most important where, you know, it may not be heavy weights. It may be a little five pound weight, but you're pulling it out like this at the right angle. And suddenly it feels like 50 pounds, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Functional training. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Functional training. All right. Some fun ones. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. What is your walkout song? My walkout song. <laughs> you arrive to Fuel in Motion every day, and uh -huh. this would be playing. <laughs> what would it be oh my as gosh. you arrive? As I arrive. But it's not my favorite song. No, it's your walkout song. Start of the race. It's not necessarily. In the headphones. Yeah. You're about to start this marathon. And Anything you with Jess. Guns and Roses. Just <laughs> blare it out. Oh, There's got to be one song what? that's too many I get, songs. I, okay, Crazy Train. Crazy Because that's kind of where I am in the moment is Crazy Train. Get on board. Let's go. Let's make this go. Crazy Train. Ozzy. It's crazy. You're on a crazy train. Who wants it? Who's coming right, with who's me? Who's coming with me? Let's fill this train Animal out. Will be there. We're headed. Okay. Your favorite cartoon. My favorite cartoon. My God, these are Spitfire questions. Mm -hmm. Thought about them long and hard. My favorite cartoon. I haven't watched cartoons in forever. It's okay. When you were a kid, what was your favorite cartoon? Doesn't have to be. Not everyone watches cartoons like me as an adult. You know, no, it it'll was be like weird. Bugs Bunny, but it was the coyote, the Wild E coyote with the Roadrunner and their whole scenario. Looney Tunes. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Wild E coyote, yeah. Roadrunner, constantly trying to get the Roadrunner. Roadrunners too fast every single time. Oh, that's yeah. a good question too. Be like, ask right? people, Wiley Coyote or Roadrunner? Like, yeah. Which one? Which, which one? one? You got to pick one. Yeah, definitely. He's Wiley. such a struggler. He just really. I'm definitely. Are you? I'm, I'm running. Idea. I'm out of here. It's a very existential question. <laughs> I'm out of here. I don't have time. Spend some time pontificating about. Yeah. No. I'm like, uh huh. When you figure that out, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On to the next thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Funny. Yeah. If you, if you weren't a fitness professional, mm -hmm. what would you be? A dancer. Didn't even hesitate. I didn't. Yeah. Like if I had to go it's back. There already. What kind of dancer? Um, a hip hop dancer, a ballerina no, dancer. Like a modern dancer. Like I watch those shows and I'm moving the way they like, do their think you can dance I'm, that show? Oh, I think I can dance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I am in the living room doing it as they're doing it. Yeah. Have you taken awesome. one of the dance classes here? I had a long time ago. That's okay. how I met Angel. Yeah. Okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. So I tried my hand at hip hop and it was fun. But yeah, wanna yeah. So you think you could dance? Uh -huh. da, da, da. Yeah, I love it. 
awesome. <laughs> that should be a fitness classic. I'm honored. Like that, you know that's gonna come Just back. Just call that. So you, you think you could? <laughs> We're gonna prove you can. Million dollar idea. I'm telling right, you. Right, right here. Hashed out. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that in our spare time. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what was the last TV show you watched? Oh, what did I just watch? I, I, we don't this. We don't have TV. We have TV, but not like normal cable cable mm-hmm. TV because I'm not a big TV person. Does anybody anymore? But you know what? A lot of people cut. A lot of people. It's so true. Horrible. Little... I hate to even say what I just watched because it just did pop into my head. Do it. It's a, it's like my dirty little treat. I love it. Oh, God, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. No, no, um, it's shameless. Oh no, yeah, my dirty little. Hey, there's nothing wrong with yeah. What's wrong with that? Because yeah. you just yeah. laugh. Wow. At, yeah. You just laugh at everything you're not supposed to laugh oh, at. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they bring you everything and just shove it in your face, and I'm literally tears rolling down my eyes, laughing. Funny, and yeah. thinking, I should never. I don't even watch it with my husband because I'm like, I don't want yeah. you to see what I'm laughing at. A lot of people. I did the same thing. I watched it and I told Stephanie. I said I watched this, but I wouldn't recommend you watch it. Yeah, yeah. no, but it's great. No, it's like. It's, it's shameless. A, it's, it's like everything you could ever imagine That's that funny. you, yeah, they take and talk about out of your comfort zone. Yeah. But you laugh. <laughs> What's you the uh, laugh. last book you read? Oh gosh. Last book I read. That's a bad one. I haven't read anything in a long time. You know, it wasn't a book. It was the Time magazine with the whole fitness thing that they did. Okay. That, I read that. I did read that whole I thing because it was that. actually really – get that one. It's really good. Okay. I'll sure drop it off. Those. I'll drop it off. All so right. it, wasn't, it was a magazine, but I did read it, read it. We'll like, count it, I guess. It had a lot of really good stuff in it, <laughs> yeah. but I, did, I haven't read any good books recently. How can people find you? Oh, how can people find me? Yeah. Obviously in Mount Pleasant. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram. Under? Under Fuel in Motion. Okay. Um, they can scrounge around for Holly Artigues and see what comes up. If anything bad pops up, I apologize. That's not me. Yeah, it's a different Holly. <laughs> it's my sister, Polly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have a website or Instagram? Or website, Fuel in Motion. Instagram's under Fuel in Motion. Okay. Yeah. Instagram's kind of fun. I'm still, you know, I'm... I don't know. I'm not a techie person. Yeah. So my daughter's really helpful nice. with kind of like, mom, don't post that. So I'm yeah. learning. I'm learning what to post and what not to post. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting the hang of it. We're doing the same thing. Yeah. We're all just trying to figure it out. Trying to figure out what do people want to see? You yeah. know? Yeah. They yeah. want to see authentic things. That's right. Thing. Real so, people yeah. exercising me, huffing and puffing after a run that yeah. I shouldn't be huffing and puffing after, but they need to see it. Right. So I show them the ugly truth. <laughs> Yep. Well, this was a blast. This was fun. It was yeah. easier than I thought it was going to be. That's good to know. Stepping outside your yeah. comfort zone. Yeah. Oh, my right? gosh. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please share this with your friends, family, whoever, if you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks so much. What's up, everybody? Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Charleston Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, where we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.